0: Hello and welcome to the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey.
1: And I'm Ashley. Last week, to celebrate our 10th episode, we discussed three formula breakers from Spongebob, Rugrats, and Avatar the Last Airbender.
0: We also sent out our weekly Twitter poll and simply asked whether you would prefer A, a sofa, B, an expensive haircut, or C, a patty. Surprisingly, the sofa won with about 50% of the vote, and we had a record turnout. So thank you guys for voting, and for more FNN news and polls, follow us at FNN underscore podcast and like us on our brand new Facebook page.
1: Yeah, I just want to throw out really quick here that poop kind of let me down. Apparently people <laughs> order our sofas, actually, more than our babies.
0: And I took more of an economics approach on this one. I thought, uh... I, I thought, okay, sofa, we have no idea what value we're getting. It uh, Let's say an expensive haircut for me, a guy, would be like 40 bucks, 50 bucks. There are sofas worth significantly less than that. Patties are much cheaper, so I just, I went with the most cost-effective option.
1: Yeah, he was a nerd, but I believe in poop, and I chose patties, just so you all know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this week we're actually going to be taking a bit more of a serious tone. We're going to be looking at three episodes that discuss the Pataki family dynamic in Hey Arnold, and we'll be exploring Helga's relationship with her sister, Olga, her mother, and her father, and just talk about the family overall as a unit as well.
0: Definitely going to get more in-depth and psychologically deep than we really ever have in the past, so this will be an interesting episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and let's get started. From
1: the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood! 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 Hollywood. 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 is going to be looking at Helga and her relationship with her father, Bob. And the title is Quantity Time. This is from Season 2, Episode 12B. And in this one, Miriam ends up deciding to go away to help some family member who's sick. And it's over spring break. So Helga and her dad are basically alone for the entire weekend. And he decides that he's going to try to spend some, as he calls it, quantity time with her.
0: So before we really dig into this episode, I think it'd be helpful to talk about the Pataki dynamic for those of you who are unfamiliar or haven't watched the show in a long time. So Helga Pataki is a main care is one of the main characters of hey Arnold. She is obsessed with Arnold and just clearly has no ability to convey how she's feeling to others though she's as we see is extremely eloquent and articulate to herself and she's got an interesting family going on that we're going to talk about so Ashley you want to get into the family element of it
1: yeah so I would say I mean that's the three other members of her family Olga her mom and her dad and you, you basically see it's a pretty toxic family environment um, Olga is her older sister. She was this prodigy child, did everything right, and parents are obsessed with her. She just, you know, can't do anything wrong. And sort of because of that, Helga ends up falling sort of behind a bit. She, The family doesn't, her parents don't really pay attention to her much. They even sometimes will call her by the wrong name or not even use her name. Like, they just sort of are neglectful to her because they're so busy focusing on Olga And then her parents themselves, I mean, they're they're problematic, too. Their
0: relationship is terrible, and they take it out on the kids, especially Bob. Her dad is this stereotypical macho, like, idiotic father guy, and uh, the mom... Miriam is always drinking smoothies and acting all woozy and delirious while she does it it's a very thinly veiled metaphor for alcohol and it's it's a tragic situation all around and it's a classic example of seeing why someone is the way they are because of their home life.
1: Yeah and I think I think the thing and, and me and Casey we can't have a handled hey episode and not end up just getting super into how much we love this show but I just think it's such an intense family dynamic, and such an interesting one for it to be in in a cartoon like this, in a cartoon on a kids network. It's it's just very, very deep, and we'll we'll get into it. But I I just find them to be so fascinating.
0: Yeah. So we start this Bob episode where Helga Helga's now stuck with her dad. So Miriam, as Ashley explained in the summary, is out, going away for the spring break. It's now, it's now, I said Ashley and Bob. (laughs) It's, uh, it's now Helga and Bob alone in the house for a week. And as Helga, so... Eloquently puts it, now I'm stuck with Big Bob. How the hell am I gonna, or how the, how in the heck? Come on. <laughs> am, I, am I going to survive this week? But she might, may as well have said hell. Yeah, it's sad to see her stressed to be alone with this family member. Now I felt that about distant family members or other people in my life like this. so great. Now I have to deal with like a car ride with them or an awkward, alone conversation with them. But imagine feeling that about your own dad. It's very depressing.
1: Yeah, and it's it's for this entire week, which you you wouldn't think would be that bad. You you end up seeing sort of why it's an issue, too. Like, very, very quickly in, uh, he asks her, like, where's, I, I think they were out of milk or something. And she was like, I ate it with my cereal. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to eat now? And she's a kid. She's, like, what, nine years old?
0: Yep. I literally yeah. wrote in our notes, SHOP FOR YOUR KID, SHOP FOR YOUR KID, in all caps, like, five times. <laughs> it's just and it, absolutely ridiculous.
1: And it's, it's interesting because, and we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get into Miriam, but Miriam is by no means, you know, the highest quality mother, but at least she apparently did something to keep this family together, and it just seems that he's... It just is so i don't know he just never notices it or just doesn't appreciate the yeah. work that she puts into
0: yeah to me the that's together. why and
1: again she, she's definitely flawed as all the members of this family are but it's just it's difficult to see him just so unaware of how this works like what i'm supposed to get
0: food for my kids like food doesn't just show up like it's just it's difficult. And that's why he is my least favorite of the Patakis ever. It's so low effort his whole life, and it's it's infuriating to see. You know, Miriam's trying, Olga's trying, Helga is, you know, struggling but trying, and Bob just is doing nothing except, we assume, financially keeping the family together. Um.
1: Yeah, and he's, he's just very into himself he is you know he calls himself big bob he has like this big golden belt that he wears every once in a while He's, he's just very into himself you know he's just doesn't really seem to acknowledge other than olga any of the family members and he's obsessed with olga thinks that she's the most amazing thing that's ever happened,
0: and even with even, Olga, there's an element of I did this. You know, it's it's yeah. a, this is my I'll, daughter. I'll it all goes back to him.
1: And there's there's other episodes too. There's one that I'm thinking of, um, where Helga's in this spelling bee, and I guess Olga once won it. And Big Bob is like making her like practice over and over again, and it's it's for himself. You know, he wants to kind of feed off of their own success, and
0: it's because he doesn't really
1: seem to too much
0: yeah Don't you know. it reminds me of dance moms and the parents on that
1: mm, yeah <laughs> pretty much like that only with like literally everything but it's it's awkward and so they they're having this struggle of a time they do end up going grocery shopping and he just doesn't listen to her like she keeps saying like i don't like that food and like he's like yeah we can eat this that's fine and he's like just throwing mad amounts of food into his cart and stuff
0: Yeah, and I actually, on a lighter note, have a dude, same, where I identify with Bob, unfortunately, here. On his first time grocery shopping alone, granted, I was a teenager, he is an adult man, but when I first grocery shopped for myself, this reminded me. Uh, Bob says... Corn, potatoes, lima beans. Hey, shopping's easy. And he's just, you know, taking everything that he could possibly want into his cart. And I remember feeling the exact same like, oh, I can just take whatever food I want. <laughs> and
1: I mean, and on the one hand, it's kind of, you know, funny and humorous to see it, but it is sad to see, like, as a grown man, that he just doesn't. has never had to do any of these things for himself it's just i don't
0: know we have multiple instances in all three of these episodes of him calling helga olga and he doesn't even correct himself it's it's very it's so sad she'll even say i'm helga and he'll go huh what uh, yeah and
1: no effort will so also call her a lot of times the girl yeah like oh now i'm stuck with the girl again like Oof. just this completely toss out phrase that basically just makes her seemed completely negligible to him and he decides to start trying to spend quantity time with her which is i mean we, we could talk about that a little bit just the, the idea of that plan quality time and he has a very quantity driven person Yeah, you know he seems to only be obsessed with getting money and the quantity but but and i think that's also a thing he, he thinks like oh if i spend enough time with her then we're bonding.
0: Yeah, he, it's because he can't conceptualize depth. Everything in his life is so simple and so based on immediate gratification and the self that he can't even he he, he never calls it quality time once and I, it's so heavy handed but I love this quantity versus quality concept for the whole episode.
1: And the things that he does with her are just, just I think first he like has her with him at the barber shop while he's getting his hair done she's just sitting there and then he takes her to like this pony farm like Mm -hmm. walking around on ponies and he's like oh aren't you having a great time and she's like no i'm too old for this Mm -hmm. and we see that later with miriam too that they just don't recognize that she's growing up maybe because they haven't paid attention to her growing up at all
0: yeah and so at the end of this terrible day helga goes to bed and she says, uh, if anyone asks, we bonded. And it was great. And it's just dripping with sarcasm. And i I got to give her props, you know, for keeping it real with her dad and just telling him like it is and not pretending like she had a great time when he's barely trying to get to know her. Yeah, she
1: basically says, like, "It's like, I don't want to spend time with you. Like,
0: this is, it's rough. Yeah, she's like, we'll be better off if we just ignore each other for the rest of this week. She, what's interesting about Helga is I feel like she really does see the truth in everything, and she's a very insightful person, but I think she has this inherent negative view of the world because of the home she's been brought up in, and it's sad because she could be so, she's so smart and she could do so much with it, but she's held back because of things God, that aren't her I, fault.
1: I think the show does a good job or here and in most of the episodes involving the Batakis have just Helping you understand her struggles, helping us understand sort of why she is as upset as she is because she's had parents who ignore and neglect her, and the sister that's constantly overshadowing her. And I'm sure we'll discuss at some point. There, there's actually an episode where she goes to um, a psychiatrist or psychologist. I get them confused. Psychiatrist is the one that prescribes <laughs> medicine. I
0: think they're just. A- general therapist so a psychologist yeah
1: anyways and we would get more insight into that but I, i just think that it's good to be able to see that she's not just angry for no reason she has reason to be the negative person that she is right and she definitely is very blunt about it she's she's not trying to sugarcoat it she's not trying to make her parents you know feel better about themselves she's fine with telling them like you're not doing a good job. I don't want to spend time with you.
0: Yeah, I just... This is going to sound in, uh, contrary to what I said earlier about Bob being a low-effort father, but what is so great about Hey Arnold and is a uh, most important thing on my list of things that make good art is anything that portrays people doing their best and struggling and doing what they know. Bob isn't trying to be... a Horrible father. We don't know why he is the way he is, but we know that he's doing his best too in what he knows, and it's not enough, and it's harmful to Helga. But I want to make it clear that I I don't think Bob is a villain per se. I think I don't think he's a bad father by any means, but not this isn't intentional. This is who he is or who he's being. Yes.
1: And and then we do see uh, after this sort of goes down and Helga decides that she's not going to be talking to him and she doesn't want to deal with him. He finds this flyer and it's unintentional that he, he makes a mistake, but he also, he pulls out like this photo album and looks through sort of just like through Helga's entire life. And he says something about like, she's always been unhappy or she, she looks like she's unhappy in all of these. And I think he, it sort of hits him that he hasn't been a good father. And, I mean, it's hard to tell, necessarily, if he ends up being great. But he does end up trying, at the very least, to buy tickets for a show that Helga really wants to see. Which he finds out because he overhears her talking on the phone to Phoebe. And so he picks up this flyer and he buys tickets to the show that he thinks that she wants to see. Which, I mean, it, it's at least... There's there's some compassion in there. There's a sense that he recognizes that he hasn't been doing the best that he could have.
0: And it shouldn't take... What I'm frustrated with about this moment is that it shouldn't take guilt to make you be a good parent. He shouldn't have had to hear Helga complaining about him to Phoebe because that's what prompted this. He had no idea just how bad it had been, even when Helga told him right to his face how bad it had been. It took overhearing it to hit, for him to finally listen. And and he does try to reach out, but again, we see how hopelessly out of touch he is with her and gets her tickets to Rats the Musical, which is a whole other amazing thing that we'll have to get into. Um, but instead, <laughs> yeah, but, she wanted to see but, but a wrestling but show. Ends up having like two
1: sides, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. She wanted to go to a wrestling thing, which is clearly more... Helga, if he knew Helga at all, he would know that she doesn't want to see Bratz, the musical,
0: but... <laughs> so then they both... So Helga, we see a, a moment of total selflessness from her, where we see... It's that when you get a Christmas gift when you're a kid or whatever holiday you celebrate, and you're... Um, it's not something you want, but you know the person put a lot of thought into it for you, and you have to fake it. It's Helga pretty much does that, and she, she fakes enthusiasm to go and see rats, and both of them have this moment of, oh, God, now I have to sit through this stupid musical for three hours, and we see that the two of them
1: are a lot more similar
0: than we're led to believe at first. And, you know,
1: I think I think they do kind of hint at that similarity throughout at, at the same time that Helena says, How in the heck am I going to survive this weekend? Uh-huh. She think he's thinking the same thing. And there's also a moment where um Miriam when she's talking about leaving, she says, Oh, I need to help her. She's not well and both of them at the same time say, And you're going to take care of her which for one is valid, but you do kind of notice that mostly in anger and mostly not things that they're noticing, but they
0: they do have some similar characteristics going on. Mhm. Yeah, and they clearly get there, she gets her rage from him, that's very clear, whether that's biological or inherited psychologically, who knows, but they both have a very similar kind of rage about them.
1: And I think I think they sort of realize that they have the similarity while they're watching this Rats the Musical, mm-hmm. and they're, they're both talking, they're like, wow, this is awful, and they both just start making fun of the show together, basically and start laughing while these other people are crying because they think it's
0: so beautiful or whatever. It's such a cute, heartwarming moment. And it's nice, but Bob then goes on to continue to be an absent and borderline abusive father. And some of that is because there is a level of sitcom to Hey Arnold, in which the stasis is returned at the end of every episode. But I would have liked to see Bob become a little better after this, and he doesn't. Um... But it is nice to see him humanized in a moment. I think the character is owed to that, or it becomes a caricature.
1: Yeah, I think I think how the Hey Arnold the show does a good job of not caricaturing too much. They they at yeah. least give you one episode where you get to see a deeper character for pretty much every character of the show, and the Patakis are ah oh, they're they're phenomenally interesting to me, just. Just this dynamic and the way that you see Helga sort of acting out because of it, but also, I I don't know, it's it's difficult because I think she recognizes that she's doing this sort of acting out thing sometimes, but I think she likes to believe that she's not hurt by having terrible parents.
0: Yeah. I think she doesn't want a handicap too she doesn't i i she doesn't seem like the kind who wants to make an excuse as to why her life is a certain way
1: no she she wants she's a very strong person mm-hmm. and I think she likes to believe that because of that she doesn't care that her family is bad like this right. but you you see the way that it affects her. And
0: it's hard because she continues it with Arnold and with she's not horrible to feel. Well, she can be horrible to Phoebe. And I, I feel similarly to Helga as I do to her family members where I just want to shake her and scream and go, No, stop. Your life will be so much better if you stop acting like this. So Helga's a victim of it all too. She continues this cycle of, you can call it abuse, of treating people terribly. It's, it's just a mess.
1: It really is, and I think Arnold is probably one of the better things she has going for it that kind of shows her the kindness that she doesn't get from her family, and she doesn't really know what to do with it. I think maybe partially because she just doesn't have this kindness. Of, she doesn't She doesn't know how to cope with that, I think. Right. She She doesn't know how to respond. Right. She only knows how to respond with anger because it's all she's grown up with is... Anger and
0: anxiety and unhappiness. But. And you can tell it's going to affect her future relationships, too. And that sucks, you know? That's just how it's going to be. I think I think
1: we've touched on everything directly related to this episode. Yeah, I, or anything
0: other? I have one more thing. I just want to put, talk about, on a lighter note, Rats, the musical for a second. A very obvious parody of Cats, the Broadway musical, which is opening... If you're listening to this on the day it's released, this weekend um, on Broadway again, which is kind of funny that it it uh, lined up this way, but the it's basically Cats is a ridiculous concept musical about dancing cats. Rats is somehow even more ridiculous, and I want to talk about this brief moment of rare early two thousands gay representation in <laughs> uh, in a cartoon of all things. Um, these rats are singing, we're furry and forlorn and our hearts are torn and they're singing about this love triangle. And at the end of the song, there's this, deep bass like baritone rad and he sings and darn it he loves me <laughs> and <laughs> i just thought this was amazing it's not like directly it's not really homophobic i feel like it's got some undertones but like to put that it in a kid like, kid show it's, it's actually ahead he's more of its just time a person
1: himself
0: exactly and for and that's so progressive for the time and for the medium you know i just thought i thought that was
1: amazing yeah and they, they go on in the credits, they they continue this rat song, which I think is just <laughs> fun to think about the fact that they actually spent time on, you know, writing. And they probably hired on,
0: someone to do it, yeah. <laughs> and
1: it's entertaining. It's it's one of the lighter moments, and I think this show does have a good balance of humor and the sort of darker moments, and it ends this episode at least on that lighter note of then bonding again, and you're not necessarily... Clear of the thoughts, you're not necessarily thinking, "Oh, nothing's going to be wrong between them anymore." But it, it gives you a little bit of that happiness and hope at the end, at least.
0: Totally, I just had to mention that. I know this segment's been going on longer than usual, <laughs> yeah. but can't not talk about *Rats* the musical. All Alrighty, right.
1: So I think I think we're good, and um, after that, we'll start talking about her relationship with Olga. Um.
0: Our next episode is centered around Olga Pataki, and it's called Student Teacher. This is from Season 4, Episode 1.
1: And in this one, Helga's sister, Olga, the perfectionist that we've known, comes home from spring break and then surprises her by becoming a classroom aide in Helga's class, which ends up causing a lot of issues. Oh, yeah. So we, we open up, and Helga thinks that you know, she's just coming home for spring break, and she's like seven whole days of
0: Olga, and she's she's not feeling very happy about it. Yeah. So she she knows that her sister is going to come in and just be fawned over by her parents. We've seen this in earlier episodes where she ends up playing piano solos for them over and over again, and talking about all the amazing things she's doing out in the world, and uh, just generally being annoying and entitled and everything Helga can't stand, and. Yeah, there's Olga has this thing where her eyes go in slightly different directions and it gives her, like, just the right amount of neurosis that I think is perfect for a perfectionist character like her. We've all known the kind of person who is just obsessed with perfection and, like, a little off and a little disconcerting, but also says all the right things. Uh, I'm surprised she's not, like, a politician or something. But she she's this golden child... She seems normal. There's something off and weird there. Like, her voice is like, high-pitched and warbly and grating. She's just a very fascinating character.
1: Yeah, and uh, Helga talks about, she's like, she's never cared about me. No wonder we don't get along. So she's, this is just her thinking before. And then as soon as she gets like, off the plane, she's like, oh, Helga, Helga, I want us to have a stronger relationship. And at first, you think maybe, you know, she, she really cares about her, but she chance of going on and she's like, oh, I, I took this childhood psychology class, and they said that the most important psychological connections we have are with our little sisters, so I want to make sure that we have a good relationship, But it sort of has this weird, selfish tone to it, almost, like, she thinks that she needs to fit into sort of this... They say it's the most important thing. I need to do that. I need to right. kind of keep up this perfectionism. Just, it's
0: to check a box. I
1: need to have yeah. this strong relationship because, because it's a thing that I should do. And it's not that she's intending to be selfish. I think she really does think that, you know, it's good for both of them. But she's doing it mostly, I think, to make herself feel better.
0: Totally, and I and I hate that I identify with that. I don't want to make this all about me and like have this be a therapy session. But I just watching Olga, I'm like I'm a, a perfectionist to a fault, as Ashley knows, making this podcast with me, <laughs> <laughs> and and seeing things that to, to, like to check, doing things to check boxes, and because they're the right supposed thing to do, it's hard to watch that on screen and think, oh man, do I do that? Is that does that come across that way? Because of course it's genuine from Olga. But it's—it doesn't always come across that way, and it's there's something plastic about it that makes you raise an eyebrow. Yeah,
1: and it's—I think—I think Olga has the most interesting way of going about trying to show that she cares about Holga. She's she's really trying. She's really—I think probably the most functioning person.
0: Yeah. But. It's amazing how she grows up like this with the parents that she has, although I'll bet it's just the opposite story of Helga. You either become a Helga or an Olga. You're either pushed to success, uh, pushed to rise to the occasion, and she probably, being the oldest child, got more resources and more attention right off the bat anyway. Um, But it amazes me how functional she is, given her parents. Yeah, and, and I think part of
1: that is, like you said, she's the oldest, and for some reason, they seem to be much more positive towards her and Helga by no means is an underachiever you know she's very smart you yeah. see in several episodes she gets good grades she writes admittedly somewhat creepy but poetry you know she's <laughs> she's not a failure of a child but oh. she just doesn't get the attention that Olga gets and I think that makes her kind of who they are to an extent Right, and then once uh Olga says, oh, it turns out I'm going to be student teaching with you. Uh, Olga has this talk with her, and she says, like, I just want to make sure that my reputation isn't ruined. I want to make sure that everything's okay. And then Olga does this horrible thing where she Ugh. she's a uh, stinky, fails this test, and he's like, oh, I'm never going to be good at book learning.
0: Which is <laughs> <Love stinky>.
1: funny. <laughs> but she's like, you know, there's this little girl that I once knew who went her bed up until I forget what age.
0: Like seven, Some I age think. Age seven.
1: Too far. Yeah. And she she's like, and that little girl eventually learned to not do it anymore. And do you know who that little girl was? It was Helga. Yeah, it and it actually cuts sort of
0: away. It cuts away to recess. It doesn't even say who it was. She goes, and that little girl? And it cuts away, and, Hel- yeah. and Harold's on the playground, and he goes, Helga's a bedwetter. It's such a smart way to reveal that. You know, We don't even hear her say it. We just see the immediate <laughs> consequence.
1: Awful. Oh. Awful. Like, for what good reason could she think that that would be an inspirational story to tell, right. and that, that kids wouldn't be making fun of her for
0: it. And no adult so, should do that. But you can—it shows just how out of touch she is with Helga as a person, and from that age group, you know, she can't like she can't even fathom how mortifying that would be. And yeah, so she
1: seems to think that it's somehow a story of success or something. Right.
0: <laughs> and so the that propels us into what is my. Oh, one of one of the most unwatchable scenes in Hey Arnold for me. Um, I hate watching it, but I love what it does. Uh Helga basically tells Olga, we can't get along. I just don't like you, and that's okay. You don't have to try to like me. And Olga just has this meltdown. You can tell she has no idea it's coming, and it's such a, a hard conversation. And I give Helga credit for communicating and trying to express how she feels. <laughs> And Olga can't handle it. And there's this music, it's like these crushing high piano chords, and then this, like, military snare drum roll, and it makes the whole thing feel so naked and alone and stark and depressing. It's horrible. It's almost unwatchable for me.
1: It's Honestly, it's difficult. There there are two moments, that specifically, you, I, I felt personally that you could really feel Olga just in pretty much physical pain because of it. She because Olga's like, oh, it's so good because just spend so much time together, and Olga says it's not good. It's rotten, and I thought the word rotten just was so accurate. You know, yes. it's it's for her. It's not. It's not this good thing. It's horrible. It's it's her trying to patch up things that can't be patched right now. There, it's her trying to relate to a person that she can't relate to right now, and and then she says, you think us spending a lot of time together is making us closer, but it's not. The truth is, Olga, I can't stand you. Mm.
0: That emotional honesty is so beautiful, but also so not okay. You know, we learn as we get older not to say things like that, but Helga's too young and too raw. And I
1: think, it's I too think much. part of it too is that she can't really be anything but straightforward Yeah. in order for Olga to really understand that it's, it's like her, her whole. Family, I think that it's rotten. You know, like they keep trying to show that they do things, but it's it's just not. There's something wrong with it. It's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And it, and it is, of course, there are better ways to go about it than this. But yeah, I but think she's it's also valid for her to think. And 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 it's just the way that she says. You think spending a lot of time together
0: is making us closer, and I think that goes back again to that quantity time yeah she's trying to force it but the difference is Olga's Olga's really trying and it didn't feel like Bob was and we see we talked about her being plastic and her doing things to check the boxes but she's so clearly emotionally devastated as a human being not as a a being striving to be perfect she's just upset and you realize maybe this wasn't just about her and she really wants to connect with Helga but they can't because they don't know how
1: and it's, it's difficult, it is, and I think it's it's one of these moments where it's, it's hard to know if you're upset with either of them for what they've yeah. done, or if it's just upsetting, you know, it's, I'm not, I don't blame Helga for not finding her relatable, and I don't blame Olga for wanting to get closer to her, but something just doesn't match right now, and I don't. I don't
0: know, it's, it's... They're like, what's the phrase? <laughs> they're, they're like uh, two ships passing in the night, you know? They, like, they're existing in the same space but just completely, truly unaware of each other in on a any meaningful level. They're just, they would never interact if they weren't family. They're too different. And I also, I don't know, it's,
1: it's at the end from... Olga says, What what can I do? What can I do to show you how much I care about you? And she says you can leave, basically says, Go go teach the children in Alaska, I think, mm-hmm. which is what she was originally going to do. Yeah. And she says, like, I don't understand. How are we supposed to get closer if we don't spend time together? And how I, I don't remember exactly what she said, but something
0: along the lines of like this is the only way that we can Yeah and start it's, it's pretty wise and like because she's right in a way that they do need distance. I think it's cruel to send her that far away. I don't think it had to be that, but.
1: And know, I think part of it too was it. It was just the thing. She was. She had a job there right,
0: already. Exactly. So it was already lined up. But it does. It feels but like sure, Helga's saying, "I need you as far away from me as possible." You know, and I don't know if that was necessary. But you know, Olga tearfully agrees. She's like, "Okay." If that's what you want, I'll do that for you. And if that'll help us get closer, I don't understand how, but I'll do it. And she goes. And you want to get into this last moment of the episode?
1: So we, we see this moment, and first there's Helga reading a letter that was sent to her from Olga. And the line that I remember most, she says, I still don't understand what happened between us. But she goes on to say that if this is how it needs to be, this is how it needs to be. And Helga writes back a letter saying something about, you know, just, I hope things are doing well for you. And then she signs it just, like, from Helga. And she pauses, erases it, and changes it to love
0: Helga. And we have this, like, crunchy jazz chord being rolled underneath. And it's like, what's gonna happen? I don't know. And it's so beautiful. It's so sad. And, I get so emotional thinking about it. Because they really don't make up. We get a semblance of closure. We know that both of them have tried now. And Helga acknowledges the sacrifice that her sister made for her. Oh, this this one just packs a punch.
1: And this one, this one's so... I just think it's such an interesting uh, resolution or lack of Mm -hmm. resolution there where we do see that Helga maybe is starting to feel more positively towards her sister because of the distance. But at the same time, you're still left with this unsettling thing where Olga still doesn't get it at all. And Helga, I think, doesn't really understand Olga, but also just is still knowledgeable that Olga's trying her best. Right. And I think, I think it's sort of, how I read it at least, is her changing it to love Helga. Is sort of a recognition of that. Sort of her admitting that she's trying and that she's doing something that's good for, potentially maybe for them to somehow get closer together.
0: Yeah, you hope so, and it's something I hope they get into with this new Hey Arnold movie coming out sometime next year, supposedly. I would love to see how things end up with the two of them.
1: Because it's, I don't know, it's its just interesting. And they, you don't see them leaving. They didn't get in this huge fight where they hate each other, but they're they are certainly not close. It's, it's just... It's difficult.
0: It's complicated.
1: It's a difficult
0: yeah. thing to see. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how much more time I can spend on this one without mm-hmm. having my night ruined. I think. Do you have anything else you want to say about this one?
1: I mean, I think, I think that about sums it up. I will say, I think, personally, that Helga and Olga have the most interesting dynamic between them, maybe because of the relative similarity in age, or because of the relative similarity in position. They're both sisters, but... I just find their dynamic to be fascinating.
0: I agree. I completely agree. I find Olga really interesting. The way they're both products of the same parent, and the relationship is a product of their parents. You know, they've been driven apart um, by things outside of either of their control.
1: And I think I think it's also sorry, and I'll I'll try to wrap it up. But I think it's kind of easy to understand why Olga thinks that their relationship should be able to be. Happy and cheerful because she's always gotten this happy and cheerful feedback from her parents. Yeah, it's where Helga par- hasn't had that, That's so a- it's easy to see where this disconnect happens. For
0: Hel- for Olga, it's our parents love us and we're this awesome family unit. What's what? What could possibly be wrong? You know, she can't get it. She can't understand because she's not around for all the the stuff Helga has to put up with.
1: But I think I think
0: that about sums up. Yeah.
1: More or less. As, as much as we can in this as time As period. much as
0: we can. The show Hold certainly doesn't sum it up. Yeah, so that's that's that. Um we're gonna move on to our next episode about Miriam when we get back.
1: Episode we'll be looking at is looking at the relationship between Helga and Miriam, entitled Road Trip, and this is from season three, episode
0: seven. In this episode, Helga is stuck going on a trip to South Dakota with her mother, who manages to lose their money and the directions, but, as we'll talk about, ultimately saves the day through a twist that not even Helga saw coming. So this episode yeah. is very sad as they all are, but it does have a redemptive arc, and we learn a lot about the interesting character that is Miriam.
1: But I would say this this has a similar sort of um, situation happening, a little bit different, but to the the first episode we talked about here, where Bob ends up leaving, and it leaves Miriam and Helga alone, and they have to go for whatever reason. They're going to South Dakota to visit somebody or. Something, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, so, similar thing where one parent leaves and we're left seeing just the the dynamic purely between Miriam and Helga. And pretty immediately, it feels uncomfortable. You know, they're sitting in the car and it's one of those awkward conversations that we've all kind of had with our parents, but you can just feel that they, they just don't really have anything to talk about. You know, things like, how are things at school? Good. How's that friend of yours? Phoebe? Are you guys still friends? Yeah, Mom. Just like this sort of bare-bones conversations where Helga's not really giving much, and you can't blame her because, you know, Miriam hasn't exactly been a grade-A
0: mom. Right. And it's interesting to me how equally Helga dreads being stuck with her mom as she did with her dad. You'd think she would have one that she slightly prefers or one that's less uncomfortable, but nope, if she's stuck with either of them alone, she's completely miserable.
1: I will say, you notice that Miriam does not seem to think it's a negative thing. And I think that makes the difference between Miriam and Bob. And part of the reason that I like her better is that she's trying. And again, we know that she's a terrible mom. She, you know, sometimes doesn't even pack Helga's lunches. She's Mm. shown, as we've seen, drinking all the time, passed out on the couches and things. But you could tell that she's really trying here, at this moment at least. And she's looking at this as a positive opportunity to sort of bond with Helga, whereas Bob saw it as this negative, terrible thing he had to deal with.
0: Yeah, it's... She's giving an effort and like it's important to recognize that addiction is, you know, an illness and whereas Bob is just a jerk, Miriam is struggling with her own personal demons and probably shouldn't have had kids at all just given how hard it is for her to just live her own life without having kids dependent on her. This is a tough episode to watch because it's it's one of those moments in Hey Arnold where to make a point they have everything that could possibly go wrong, go wrong. <laughs> And most some of it's bad luck. Most of it is Miriam just not preparing adequately or driving badly or just not being focused or tuned in at all to anything around her.
1: And it's, it's just uncomfortable. She goes to this karaoke bar and sloppily sings karaoke in front of Holiday And you can see she's just embarrassed and feels awkward and uncomfortable. And it's, it's just rough and... And again, this is, there's a moment, um, they get back in the car, they keep driving, and Miriam says, like, oh, do you want to play the game where we, like, the license plate game, or that game where we pick a color of car and we see who could find more of those cars? And then Helga says, I'm not a little girl anymore, Mom. And she says, in response, you're still my little girl Helga and it's it is sad I think partially because Miriam is so out of it so much of the time I think it's hard for her to realize that she's lost so much of Helga's childhood and that they're still not close
0: yeah she missed her growing up essentially and this is I I mean
1: you hear that with parents all the time you know that they are like you're still my little girl but I think there's there's more. To There's the, an added layer to, to this one
0: because she she quite literally still is her little girl in the eyes of Miriam. That's it's not just a, oh you'll always be no. It's a, she still infantilizes her because she didn't really experience her growing up because she never cared to, or never thought to, or just never did for reasons beyond her control. It's tough to know, and it's it's
1: rough because. You can't blame Helga for being mad. No. You know, you can't blame Helga for being mad because, again, her her mom is neglectful. She just is. She doesn't remember to do anything. But you also just, I I feel like, I feel much more sympathetic towards her mom than I ever did towards her dad.
0: Totally. And especially... Because we see here, Helga makes an, almost a negative effort, to no effort, to mend things with Miriam, because she's just lashing out, and she doesn't try to get the relationships she wants, because she's never had one that she really that's worked out for her. Phoebe's a good doormat for her, but they don't really have a healthy friendship. She doesn't know how to meaningfully relate to other people, because the adults in her life don't. So how could she ever know how, when she has no, literally no example but Arnold, really? Arnold's the best example she has.
1: And it's it's difficult, and I, I know we talk about this a lot, but it is, it's difficult because you want Helga to be able to be a happier person, but you also completely understand how living in the life that she does, that she is so angry and that she lashes out at others, and it's it's just harsh. And again, she has these harsh... Straightforward truths. Hmm. Where um, Miriam ends up losing the map, she ends up losing pretty much all of their money because she leaves her purse on top of the car. They don't know where they're going. Their car breaks down, and Helga says to her, "Face it, Miriam, you're a lousy mom. Just, just so So cruel to come from your own daughter." And
0: it's she's right too.
1: I think I think that's part of the thing with all of the things that Helga says, and to all of these, is that they they're hard to hear because they're so true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I also find it interesting. She refers to her parents not as mom and dad, yeah. but as Big Bob and Big Miriam. Big Bob
0: and Miriam, and she's yeah, she sees them as like peers or even more, less than peers. She's so disgusted by them as people. Like she gets it that this isn't normal. I
1: think. And I think she, you know, she grows up and she sees other people's parents who care about them, and it's just difficult, I think, to understand why she has the family dynamic that she does. Mm -hmm. but She knows that it's not good, and she knows that it's, that things are rough, and she does just become kind of cold because of it.
0: And who can blame her? Then, plot wise, in this episode, they essentially run out of money. Miriam's purse falls out of the car and gets run over. They have $5 to either get lunch, and Helga's starving, or Miriam can enter this bull riding contest at this bar that they're at. And Miriam says, and the the prize is like $500. So Miriam. It's enough to repair the car, because whatever happened to it. And Miriam goes for it, and Helga's like, Are you serious, Mom? I'm so hungry. And, uh, she wins. Helga starts walking. Helga walks out and sits by the bus stop, and it's a horribly depressing image, this little kid just sitting in the middle of nowhere waiting for this bus. But then she hears, like, a ruckus going on inside and comes back and sees her mom just winning this competition. She wins it all, embarrasses the macho cowboy guys who did the bull riding machine before her. She walks away with the prize money, and they make it back to the car, and it's fixed.
1: Yeah, and and you know, it's it's this moment where part of you is thinking, What is wrong with her, right? This mother to be so irresponsible, spending the last money they have at this stupid attempt, right? This crazy thing of her bull riding. And then, you know, Helga asks her, How did you how did you win? or like, why how were you so good at that? And she says, Oh well, I was uh the state champ and the bull riding competition I I've been bull riding for a long time.
0: Yeah, and she also reveals it, that it, it sort it's of shows that
1: there is some thought process there.
0: Right. Yeah, that she knew she'd have fighting chance. It's also we learn more about Miriam in turn that she wasn't allowed to ride horses. I think it's how she words it, and so she had. Yeah, to she said her dad board. was like, "You're gonna get
1: hurt," and she said, "No, it's something I want to do."
0: So we find out more about her home life, and she we've had some stifling parents, apparently. So yeah, it's an interest and Helga is impressed. She is won over, at least for the day, and the day is and salvaged.
1: She, and she she specifically Helga's like, you know, you never you never told me this and she's responds there's a lot of things I didn't tell you and you sort of see that Helga's opening up and she has this interest in what her mom is like and I think it's it's good to see her sort of put down her walls and admit that she does want to be close with her family because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times she likes to, again, just ask, like, oh, I don't care, oh, whatever, I have a lousy mom, it sucks, but I don't, it's not a big deal, it doesn't affect me, and it's good to see her sort of giving in and giving her mom a chance here.
0: Yeah, so it's a slightly happier ending, but it's, the uh, getting there is, it's brutal. It's almost as bad as the Olga scene where she tells her, we just can't be close. They're both they're both very uncomfortable. Or when Bob overhears her telling Phoebe how ba- horrible her father is. All of those scenes are so heartbreaking because Helga's right, and they know it. And
1: this family, I do like that this episode gives you a bit of hope. But I think you again, none of these episodes end with you feeling that this family is going to be perfect. Yeah. You you still believe that they're going to have struggles, but I do think. I do think you do see some potential for them to start opening up more,
0: maybe. Yeah, maybe. And it's interesting to note that I believe all three of these episodes, yeah, they're all from different seasons. So it's not like this is happening in any close span of time. It's over, you know, a long period of time that she's getting these one-on-one interactions. And I think these episodes don't dismiss her family members is evil but they also don't say they did this one thing in this one episode so now everything's okay it's just tossing you a little nugget being like see they're a person you know
1: yes and i think i think the humanizing of them is very important but definitely not by any means trying to say look they've changed they're perfect the family gets along now everything's great yeah but they are human but they do care that they're they're trying their best in some way. And I think Miriam, Miriam, either Miriam or Olga, it's hard to say. They both really do want to be better, but they yeah. don't know how.
0: And, and you can throw Bob in there, too, at least in that moment. I think it's more true, true long-term with Olga. But he wouldn't have made the effort for Helga if he didn't have this innate desire to be better. But it's really... My problem with Bob is it's driven by guilt, and for the others... For Miriam, it's also driven by guilt. And for Olga, it's also driven by guilt.
1: Yeah, to be honest, they all are, and it's, it's all driven by guilt right after Helga...
0: Tells them off.
1: ...makes these harsh statements that she does. But it's... In a way, I guess it's a good thing that she does, because I think... For all three of them, if they're not directly told, they're going to keep being oblivious. Is they're yeah. all stuck so much in their own world. Bob and his business world. Olga and her world of, you know, this everything's great and cheerful and everyone loves me. And mm-hmm. her mom just stuck in her alcoholism, honestly. Yeah. That mm-hmm. they all need sort of a... a real moment to
0: snap out of it. And that's a good point. And stay with me here. I know I've made all three of these episodes somehow tie into music, but I think the Patakis would make an excellent musical because they can't communicate with each other. So many of the best musicals, like Fun Home or Next to Normal, they're about families that don't know how to talk to each other, and it's through song. And I think the music of Hey Arnold does an excellent job of communicating things that the characters can't. And we have this, this gap between who these people are, and like you said, Ashley, they're all in their own separate boxes and their own separate worlds, and they just can't, they can't, connected and the show tries but you're left feeling empty inside because they can't
1: yeah and i think i think that about wraps up what i want to say me Are too you, yeah and so uh, after this we'll talk about our fun fact which i think we'll get in a little bit more in the family dynamic with that too uh, mm-hmm. our twitter poll and our preview for next week Fun fact for this week, is not only just Hey Arnold-themed, but it is actually specifically Pataki-themed. Craig Bartlett, the creator of Hey Arnold, decided that he was interested in creating a show called The Patakis, and it was going to be sort of a a bit more further into the future, looking into Helga growing up as a teenager, it was going to include Helga's mom being in AA meetings, so Alcoholics Anonymous, and just looking more into that general family dynamic, and unfortunately, it decided not to be put on Nick and Night because they thought that it was too dark for them, and they also looked into, I believe, getting it onto MTV, but there was a show called Daria, which they thought would be too similar, too similar in yeah. personality, but I think it would have been such a phenomenal outlook to see how Helga develops as she becomes older and how she sort of handles things as she's going through more serious problems in her life.
0: Man, I would have loved to see that. I'd love to see it now still. It's not too late. Nick is, could certainly use better uh, cartoons these days. And, yeah, it's I had to research this because I had no idea until you brought it up, Ashley. Uh, Helga and Arnold and Gerald and Phoebe were s- planned to be actual teenage couples Though Gerald and Phoebe were going to be the more functional couple, while Helga and Arnold were going to be a total mess, which is kind of and interesting to me. I, I
1: believe Helga and Arnold were going to be long-distance. Right. She was going to be, like, writing him letters.
0: Arnold and moves the, away. there was a thing
1: where, where she would be writing the letters, and then at the end of each episode she doesn't actually mail them. Oh. And I don't know. And it, it just, uh, I think it could have been phenomenal, and still could be phenomenal. I don't know if it's something that would ever get picked back up, but I do know that series of coulda been amazing things.
0: Yeah, it would've been great. And for our Twitter poll this week, we are asking which member of Helga's family do you think she'll end up being the closest with in the future? Either Olga, Miriam or Bob. Lots to think about from all the episodes we just discussed in terms
1: of that. Yeah, and feel free to give us two your thoughts as to why you think they'll get closer or what you think they have in common and you know, any of your thoughts. We're always Always happy to hear them.
0: Totally.
1: So next week, will be a little bit of a lighter note again, back to our sort of older kind of feel. We're going to be having a Girl Power episode, and it'll be featuring some of the lesser known female protagonists from Nick's shows, including The Wild Thornberries As Told by Ginger, and My Life as a Teenage Robot.
0: That'll be a great one. Starting next week, I am thrilled to announce a new segment we're going to do. It's called Nick Trivia, and Ashley and I are going to quiz each other on Nicktoon's facts. We will not tell each other our questions in advance, and we're going to keep points tallied up week by week, and maybe even learn a little along the way.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it'll be great, and I mean, you know, me and Casey get a little bit competitive, as you might have seen Just in our Spongebob episode, but I think, I think I've got this. Follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast. We also have our new Facebook, which is also FNN podcast. You can find us active on Reddit as well. And we just always love to hear from you guys. So thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week.